welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Here I'm Mick Sweeta. How are you doing? Very well. Thanks for having me, Sean. Well, like I said before, it's been a while. We've, we've, we've talked a little bit back and forth, but last time we talked about the Bullet Boys, things have changed, and you're fully focused on your band. This is it, right? It's a full band, not a project, not a side thing. This is 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. The Hot Summers, the hot summers. Uh, is a pro- you know something we've been working on for a long time between uh, Shane Tassart and I, and we finally got the record done, and it's out and available everywhere. What would you say your sound is? Like, if, like who, who say say someone goes, if I like some kind of music, what would I listen to? I have my own ideas, but I want to hear what you think. Well, the, the thing that I land on most is heavy pop. I, I think we definitely are not a heavy metal group by any stretch. No. We're I don't think, you know, I still like to think of, of us as hard rock, but I, I like to imagine that we've sort of reached back into our power pop roots. Oh, yeah. And even even though, you know, I don't consider it the power pop I grew up on, um, I, I like the idea that it's heavy pop. To me, I was listening to it, I'm like, man, how would I say, describe the band to somebody like, oh, if you like this band, you like this band, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I think, I think it would be like, and not that you sound like anyone is in particular, but like if you like this type of music, I would say if you like Journey and Mr. Big and a lot of songs are song structured with good good riffs, but really soulful vocals is what I think makes it stand a little bit different. It stands out, you know, with your Yeah, band. that's that's fascinating. I uh I land on Journey too, you know. I mean it's it's hard for me to and I know there are, are new bands out there that are, you know, making great music and it's it's pop you know and melodic and and harmonious and all that um but because i haven't heard them all it's hard for me to compare ourselves right. to, to anything well, contemporary well, because yeah because your contemporaries it was, it was you have bull boy fans that are a big bulk of your audience and king cobra or whatever are coming over so they're like what would they listen to i mean that's the genre you guys you still sound great i think the difference is like with the bullet boys it was like i feel like the vocals and the guitar really traded off back and forth and that was, that was kind of the song on some levels Whereas this band is the song. There's good riffs, there's good vocals, but nothing overpowers or competes. It, it's actually played for the song. Yeah, and I, that's kind of what we It's a songwriter thing is what it is, feels to me. Right, right. And people might expect, you know, more from, you know, guitar solos, for example. You know, I'm, I'm not really trying to shred or, or impress anybody with my guitar solos. I, I'm playing, like you said, for the song, mm-hmm. and I want it to be melodic and something that, sort of remains in your psyche for longer than 15 minutes something that you can calm you know so that's what we were going for on this record more than more so than say an older king cobra record although you know this might some of this material might harken back to the second king cobra record which was much more melodic melodic, yeah i could hear that i do think it's and I wouldn't downplay your riffs. It's just they're just not mixed up because you mixed it, right? You produced your album, yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just you just don't have it pushed out to the front as much because the more I listen to it, the more I listen to it, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice that, you know, kind of like a slow oh, burn. Right and I'm hearing like little riffs here and little little you know little finesse here, you know, to complement the song. So it's, it's I love what there. somebody it's, said about just putting it in cans and listening to it in headphones. It makes oh, yeah. uh, it, it's like a different experience. So really? I uh, I've been doing a lot of that myself lately. I do that with everything. If I get an album, I'm like, I have like different ways. To check it yeah. out, like, I get an early one. I say, okay, here's the test. First off, you gotta be able, like listen to it like in a, in a normal day, because like most people listen to stuff at the work or doing stuff. Right. You know, I'll put on, I'll put on like earbuds if I'm like I'm in the yard, and then I'll like listen to it in my car, my car speakers. And then I have really good, really good Bose speakers. I'll put it on my, over my ears so I can hear it really good. You know? Right on. I, I play it all different ways, so you have to hear it. You know what I mean? 
and obviously, yeah, with headset on, you do hear a lot more because this well, is the way it's mixed. Uh, yeah, and it, and it took a long time for me to get this because a, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a mixer, I I'm just doing it, you know, by default. And uh, but at the same time, it's it's like my baby, so I took a lot of extra effort, and and it did things that I know a typical engineer wouldn't do. The guy might just say, "Well, that's too much. We don't need that in there," and I'm you know I'm not going to spend time doing this. Right. Whereas I did so. There are a lot of nuances and a lot of mm-hmm. subtleties that perhaps somebody else might not have uh, put in there. Start to finish, like it, it, it's twelve songs, good length album, full solid album. There's no no filler songs. They're like them all. They really stand out. A lot of them can be just jamming singles too. I mean, right off the bat, you know. Wow, right on. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that because that's how we felt. That's what we wanted to do. We we actually uh, left out a lot of songs that were more like album tracks to us and, yep. and that's what we wanted to avoid we didn't really want to work on any album tracks we wanted to make sure that everything could have been a single to me a solid album even if it's not, I like a good solid album because that way you can listen to it all the way through if I find there's an album that's like half and half I find I'll skip through and I won't listen to the whole thing as much but you have an album like this where it's solid all the way through I'll listen to it more because I don't have to stop and rechange the music it's oh, good you cool. listen to it all the way through you know? um, what's really funny is the I got the song titles over here on the side um, you make me the BSC song, that yeah. song is so funny. It's so catchy. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I mean, we felt like that was, you know, the, the sort of lighter side that totally that was the album needed, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a fun song to play too live, and and that's kind of how it was generated. It, it started out as as a live tune as opposed to something where you sit down in the studio and right. you know it's. There's there's a difference there, it's subtle as it might be. It does like it'd be a fun song for the crowd to play too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're hoping yeah. Uh, it'll go over well. So, what are you guys looking at for a set now? Because I know you're. We were talking before. You're looking at your first gig coming up as a band. Yeah, well, uh, we've got a surprise uh, from the old days in okay. in our set. Um, we're not. Somebody's been asking if we're playing any Bullet Boys songs. We're we're not going to. Um, I think but it'd be weird with we, Shane's voice. It'd be weird because it'd be a weird because you can't compare them. It's apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. I think their voices are totally different, so it's not fair. Yeah, well, you might remember that we actually did a few gigs with Shane as Liza Seaton Treachery and and did a whole bullet point, and he he did a great job on it. But I remember him saying like, "Man, I I don't want to scream like that. Like that's just there's a lot of screaming involved, right. <laughs> I guess, from a singer's standpoint." And. uh He's he's happy to not be doing that. On, he's a really on melodic his... singer. I'm saying that's something doesn't seem fair to him because he sings totally differently. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just not fair as a singer to have him try to be compared mm-hmm. to somebody else when he's got his own great voice. And he didn't want to do that, so that's that's important for us. Respect. We're touching on uh, I don't know how many songs were in the set. I think there's eight, maybe nine songs in the set, and uh, yeah, we're we're touching all all over all bases on the Good. this record. Is the, so the band the band has really been so far so far as been you too like you know mm-hmm. but obviously if you're gonna start playing out and stuff what are you looking at doing you're gonna have some you got, you got people coming in you know or is it gonna be like a rotating cast like auxiliary players mm-hmm. and it's just you and shane are the main members yeah well that's that's how it is i mean shane and i are are at this point the the band but we have our friend brian kimes coming in who's uh been sort of in our circle for a few years now um, and then we have a, a like a little hidden gem from uh, Northern California, uh, Dylan Soto. He's going to be playing the show with us, and he's, he's a monster player. 
And oh, he's, he's very young. He's, he's only 21, but he brings a lot of energy and enthusiasm and really nice cat. So we've, uh, we've got a, a nice little group going on and we're looking forward to carrying it forward. Now, do you have plans? Like, as far as like touring and stuff, are you guys starting to like reach, put your feelers out? Do you have like certain people you like? You think, oh, you know, like you'd be good for like opening for like Journey. Like, do certain bands like the feelers should be out for certain styles of music, or you just kind of like get look and just play and? Yeah, right now we're we're looking. Obviously, we're we're sort of putting everything in in place at this point. The the fact that the record came out when it did, and and we kind of. not necessarily rushed it or jumped the gun, but it, it did come out at a time when we didn't really have everything in place, you know, in terms of management and a, and a label and, and an agent and all that. So we're sort of putting that all together right now as we speak. Well, luckily, though, time has stood still and no one has an idea of what anything came out or what the date with anything is with COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. I mean, there's people like... I do an album and I saved it and then I released it later or like they don't know what to do. And it seemed like everything everybody did worked. If they held on to it, they released it later and it worked for them. They played yeah. it earlier. They released it during COVID. The fans ate it up because they were at home. Like, I don't think there was actually a wrong way to do it. I think everyone was, was scared to do it because they, they, they felt it would be a, a flop. But every band has been fine with how they've done it uh-huh. that, that I've heard yeah. from. So, I, I, you know, I think you're in a good spot. Well, I think the, the rules kind of got thrown out with, you know, this pandemic. I know that uh, the album actually was released on the first day of summer, whatever that, you know, for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. We uh, just wanted that to, wanted to throw that in as, a, you know, just a fun little fact. Right. So uh, that was really, you know, that was really it. First day of summer, Hot Summer Trucker came out, and that's that's kind of how it ended up working. What about videos? I know we've had some. Like, what's the plan, the thought process behind uh, well, there are a couple of videos in the works right now. They're being edited as we speak. Uh, I'm not sure when they'll be done, um, but hopefully soon. And uh, we've, I know we've started a video for Batshit Crazy, and we also have one for everything. Uh, oh, there is a like video that, that love, exists. That's probably one of my favorite. That one oh, the last yeah. one. Everything in the last one, I think, right today are my two favorites in the album today. <laughs> oh, right on. Cool. <laughs> yeah. so for some reason, it, you know, it changes, though. But I know. Yeah. I love that. Right on. Well, yeah. Hopefully, uh, those videos get done soon. We're we're still looking at adding some some more footage. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully in the next uh, month or so. How is it out there for like a, a for an artist like you? Because like you're in a spot where people are like, well, it's not the Bullet Boys. Like, are people are the expectations still on you for what you were, or are things finally loosened up enough between people growing up <laughs> and COVID? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. can we get can we get past the fact that you're not doing that right now? And you've yeah, I, fine. that's what we're hoping. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, there, it, it seems like there are, are two different entities out there, two different demographics. You know, there are the people that, that love bullet boys and thankfully they're finding, you know, that they like our band too. Um, but we aren't necessarily in that bullet boys crowd, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I think the ones that are, are, uh, the fans that, that like what I do are, are coming jumping on board and it's really right. cool to see i'm really happy with with the response we've gotten well i think it's it's because like i think if i heard the band when i was 20 because i grew up with you guys too you know both mm-hmm. boys like now i'm at a point now where i probably listen to this band instead of the bull boys now because you know what i mean as you yeah right your, on your level so i mean it's like you kind of grew into this band so i think the, uh, hopefully the rest of the, a lot of your audience is the same way or there's a balance between the two 
I'm not slagging the Bolt Boys by any means, but I'm saying this is brand new music from you. Yeah, and, and I, it's I would good. like to think I would like to think it's an evolution. I, I would like to think that you know this uh, this record is a manifestation of what I would have done, you know, with Bullet Boys if I'd had, you know, my uh, my input, right. you know, entirely. I mean, this is this is definitely a, a record that I'm very much invested in and involved in, and, and made a lot of creative decisions. So that's it. That's that's me. <laughs> So Shane's not there. I was like, can you talk a little bit about Shane? Like, because I don't know much about him. Like, well, Shane's been around the music uh, scene for a long time. He he actually did what I did early on in in my career, which is sort of tour the country on your own and ride around in a you know a bus or a van and and got to start that way and and really uh, sort of honed his craft in that regard. But then when he moved to L.A. He played in a couple of different bands, did the same scene that we did, you know, everything yep. from Gazaris to uh, the whiskey and all that. So he's he's got his experiences, although he never really uh, broke anything wide open. He's had uh, label offers in the past that uh, didn't work out. And he's gotten close. Um, and what well, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with talent at a certain point. Getting signed and not signed has nothing to do with talent. So, all right. In fact, you, in fact, you put the time in is all that matters at this point. You know. Yeah, you do have to be fortunate. You know, and, and timing is is a big element of that. Um, when Jimmy and I were working together on uh, some material, we put out an ad, and and Shane answered it. And when he came in, I thought, wow, man, there's there's something going on immediately here. So we've been buddies ever since, and you know, I've been through some travails and, and ups and downs and peaks and valleys and all that. Um, so that's why it took so long to get this record together, but, uh, most of that has been ironed out and we, uh, we found a, a real happy place. In fact, you know, when we, every time it comes to my house, we sit down and come up with something new. And at one point we just had to say, look, we can't write any more songs. You got to get this record out. You know, this, right. will, this will just be an endless songwriting session. So, um, that was, so it's, so it's both of you, both of you two doing all the songwriting sharing and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's going to stay. So always have that. Yeah. Song. Well, you know, he's he's got a couple of songs on the record. I have a couple that I wrote, um, but everything is, is really sort of evenly uh, evenly divided between the two of us, and we've got a, a great symbiotic right. relationship. Well, I ask because it's hard nowadays. A because it's digital, and you can always see the like you know in our day, <laughs> yeah, that's our CDs or whatever. I, I you know we could open up and see who the songwriters were and then, you know, whatever. Nowadays, if you you know, iTunes or whatever, and your phone's not going to be, maybe, maybe it might be the, in the lyrics sometimes, but those aren't even always right. The pictures aren't even right half the times. So right. to, to see who's working on the songs and who's taking credit for what is kind of interesting to see, you know, the, who's leading the bus on, the, on that part. Yeah. I always enjoyed that too. With Bullet Boys, it was, it was difficult because everything, you know, was written by Bullet Boys, although that wasn't necessarily the case all the time. Um, that's, that's one aspect of this band that I, I think is a lot better. You know, right. you can see what is happening with the writing and who's playing what. And, it's... and that's a weird problem because if a drummer's not writing, but they're always with the band, and the rest of the guys are getting some royalties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what's you know weird spot with the band. You know, so there's I see yeah. sometimes doing that too fairly. If that drummer's doing something else too, but I mean, I don't know. Depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I... it's nice finally to you know actually be given credit for what's happening. Excellent. Yeah. What, what about besides this album? What does he do? Are you doing producing too on the side, or what else have you been working on? Not really. I've been working on in my studio on my own material. I uh, I've been on like a post rock uh, run lately, where I've been listening to a lot of amp, more ambient 
uh, instrumental material. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I want to work in that direction in terms of uh, my next solo project. Um, obviously, Hot Summers is my focus right now and getting gigs and playing out and, and uh, promoting this record is, is where I'm at at this point. But obviously, I you know have a short attention span and, and kind of uh, you know creatively uh, adventurous, and so obviously once I get some time to sit in the studio and, and work on some other material, I want to put that out too. It'll probably be more of a like a single release thing mm-hmm. than a, an album, you know, at least for the foreseeable future. The um, well, because I've seen you do some of your own production work, I, I felt I was, I was assuming that at some point. It's got to be pulling you towards maybe producing some other people too. Yeah, I thought about it. It's it's really hard for me to find the time because I I don't uh, really get enough time to work on things that I want to work on. So pulling someone else in um, would would be difficult for me. I wouldn't want to put anybody in a position where they'd have to sort of wait on me to find the time to do anything. Right. Um, but I, I have talked to people. In fact, uh, well. There's nothing to really talk about, but let's just say I, you know, right. I've been I, close I to doing that occasionally. Yeah, it was more about just because it's, it's interesting. As you work yourself, and you like, I could see you going. You know what? I wonder if I do someone else. And being an artist working with somebody is always different when you bring in somebody or like a newer talent, and you have some skills, and you know, besides production, you know, you've been in the business, you got a lot of pointers, you've got a lot of song ideas. You know what I mean? We can kind of help guide somebody young. I, you know, a lot of artists are starting to do that now too, just because it's just, you know, they want to help out people. Yeah, and I, I look forward to doing that. It's it's something that sort of uh, germinates in my brain all the time, but I, I just haven't gotten to the point where I can find the time to do that. And I, I really want to be fully invested and and you know uh, involved, right? You know, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, I've heard a lot of artists say that have done it. They go, you know what? I would have loved to have somebody like me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like you know, this says, you know what? I've got no, th- I don't have a, I don't have any skin in the game. I'm literally yeah. just want to help you out. You right. Know what I mean, I want right. to give you the advice that I didn't have, and that's it. And then yeah. I want you to do well for yourself. And my my pleasure is your success. Yep. And that would be my uh, that would be my approach. I know uh, when I was in Bullet Boys, I I produced a guy that I really fell in love with in from phoenix you know i loved the way he played i loved his songs and, and everything about him and we brought him to la and worked on the record and suddenly i found myself like having him change pickups and and I, I wasn't really feeling what he was doing in the studio and I, I just felt like it needed to be more organic i think he was using a like a solid state amp or something and uh, it i i just went about it the wrong way like that that wasn't really what i should have been doing it. I ended up spending too much time trying to make him into something that you he know not. that he was not at that point. Um, so I can see the error in my ways there. I'm, you know, got ended up coming out and sounding great, obviously. But um, I definitely would would take a, a more uh, hands off approach and make sure that whatever project came in right. was it's something yeah. on the same page as you. You don't have to change it. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen, I've seen you don't have to agree with every kind of music. So you know, I'll hear things. I get things said to me all the time, and they're like, "You want to put on the show or whatever?" I try helping out other bigger bands and smaller bands. Like I try wedging in between, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "This is a, you guys are fantastic," but it's nothing I'd listen to. Right. You know? So I'm not gonna. Yeah. I can't get behind it because I listen to the music here and I really talk about it. I, you know what I mean? I'm 100 percent invested in each and every I do, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, I want to be in love with it. Like you know, right. I was at the record. I mean, I was in love with it, and it, it was important to me, and I wanted to spend the time on it. 
very cool. That's very cool. Yeah, so yeah. this is exciting. So I, I mean, I, I love the album. I, I'd like to see. I, I hope you guys get to play out more. I mean, I get this one gig. I, I'd like to see you get on some of these cruises. I mean, I was thinking about it, like with the market now, how it goes, and with everybody just kind of getting back out there again, and where your place would be, you know, and your struggles would be because it was anybody you know is gonna be like, oh, the Bullet Boys, and they're gonna put it on and be like, that's not the Bullet Boys. And you're like, no, it's yeah. not. Totally not the yeah. Bullet Boys, you know. And some people be like, "That's cool," and some people be like, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of into the bullet boys." You know what I'm saying? You kind of, I think you have a hard line to sand. You might have to face with some people. Yeah, and I, and as a baby band and and a band that has, doesn't really have a niche, like you know, we we fit in with Monsters on the Mountain, but we're totally. not really that sort of. It's not a nostalgia thing. It's all new no. material, you know. And and it's cool that they have a bunch of new bands on there that are playing uh, new material. It's great. I love it. And, and we fit in in that regard. But uh, yeah, a lot of the agents out there that are, are booking bands that are sort of legacy um, might not have an easy time with us. You know, I mean, we we definitely are going to be playing material that isn't familiar, you know, unless people have the record or, or have heard it on the radio. So, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting conundrum and, and one that we're happy to face. But it's it's challenging for sure. Right. More challenging than, you know, having a band that's had right. hits in the past. Oh, well, the other thing is you may not get also locked into being like, well, we don't do those kind of bands. That's you guys sort of do that kind of thing. Like your band also doesn't have a, you know, a history of being a glam band, a metal band, a thrash band. It's right. You're a brand new band with. So it's also somebody fresh. Just didn't yep. have any ideas preconceived. Yep. Just, and, and it's also a situation I, where people really just want to, jump on a moving train they don't want to have to push it you know what i'm saying they they want to see that you've got you know a, a million followers and you know you're it has to be established for people to really get interested anymore and that's right. that's unfortunate but i want to say and what i've learned from doing this is these followers are most of them aren't real half the times they're bots Mm-hmm. And I know some big people that have bots that come, you know, you know, too, who some of these people yeah. are. Our these president, are, definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sticking with musicians, but yeah. Yeah. But, so you can, but these numbers aren't real. They don't translate into clubs. They don't sell tickets. You can yeah. be great in your bedroom playing and have great numbers, you know? Yep. There's numbers totally. crush it. I mean, I can tell many people, it's like platinum albums and these, these kids in their bedrooms have like these huge numbers for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not knocking them. I mean, that's how the days are. That's what people do for fun. That's cool. Yeah, but if it helps numbers, you great. Right, but they shouldn't translate. But the fact that the managers and the PR people are all about the numbers. Because I, mean, I hear them all the time. That's why it's a pet peeve with me. Right. What are your numbers? I'm right. Like, really? Uh-huh. I go, you know, it, and I'm like, really? I mean, what are your numbers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're more like, well, listen to this. Here's our number. Put it in your ears, you know, and right. and see if you like it. So you feel like that more than the numbers. I mean, that's that's more important to us. So we'll see how it works out. I mean, we definitely are just sort of getting started and, and we've got a ways to go on it. But, uh, yeah, it ain't going to be about the numbers for us. It's going to be about, you know, whether you like the music right. or not. And that's it. I think I think the good thing for you is you can get out there and do shows like mine, you know, and get some mm-hmm. podcasters behind you. You know, because not only is this a YouTube, but it's also a podcast. And, you know, you've been on some of the other podcasts that are bigger, bigger than mine. You know, and you get them behind you, and that's what you need because yeah, the internet is breaking people, not radio. Yeah, exactly. You know, there are bands that have gotten platinum this year from just the internet. They skipped radio because radio has blown them off. 
Yeah. And they actually broke it through the internet and, and shows like this. Oh yeah. The radio game was, was tough way back when, I mean, you, you, you know, had to bend over backwards and jump through fiery hoops. And even then you weren't guaranteed anything. You know, I know people who are paying big money just to appear on a chart and you can do it. Right. You pay to do that, but that's not really how we want to go about it. Well, it doesn't really help you because you're not going to really sustain anything because right. Right. It's not, it's not those real. aren't real numbers. It's, you know, right. Totally. You know, and I, I can't ask them ever listen to the radio, like maybe before my Bluetooth hooks up and then I listen to what I want, you know. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. But, exactly. I, know, I, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Do a little quick little hop on and I'll have you back on, you know, down the road. I want to keep promoting and supporting you in this, in this band. It's a very good band. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. It's nice to be on with you. It's nice to see you again. And, and uh, thank you again. I appreciate very it. Very good.